here in Malachi 4, verses 1 through 3, in the New King James says it this way. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven. And all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly will be stubble. And the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that will leave them neither root nor branch. How many know that the enemy's kingdom's coming to an end? But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. And you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. Oh, I like that. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. And on the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts. Mm. Now I want to read to you out of Malachi 4.2 in the NIV version. But for you who revere my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in its rays. And you shall go out and frolic while well, like well-fed calves. Now I love this passage of scripture. You can look in any translation and you will discover that the S-U-N is not a, 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 a typo. It was purposeful. And I want to talk to you about the power of the light. But as we look at that, what we understand as we define what light is, how many likes textbook definition of, of things? I like to see what the, the dictionary says that light is. It's the form of electromagnetic radiation that acts upon the retina of the eye, octave nerve, etc., making sight possible. Mm. So if you're writing notes, just write that down real quickly. <laughs> or you can just say, Google define light, and you'll get the same definition. But we see here that the greatest light in our solar system is what? It's the sun. It's, the, it's what illuminates our solar system. Now, you may feel like that you are in sixth grade uh, science class, but I just love facts and figures, and I like to look at even uh, uh, the, the energy that we have discovered about the sun and some, some simple facts about the sun. The, the sun being the greatest light in our solar system, the energy created by the sun's core is nuclear fusion. Do you know that every, every millisecond there is nuclear explosions taking place on the, in the sun as we speak? The sun is almost a perfect sphere. We find out that the sun is traveling 220 kilometers per second. We find out that it takes eight minutes for the sun, sun's light to reach earth. Eight minutes. You ever thought about that? No, not until now. The distance from the earth to the sun is, is approximately, the distance uh, is approximately between the ranges of 91 million to 94 million miles. If we got in the fastest spaceship on earth, the Apollo 10, it would take us 156 days traveling at a rate of 24,000 miles an hour to reach the sun. I don't know that I want to go to the sun that badly. But anyway, the temperatures can reach up to 27 million degrees Fahrenheit. 
The sun accounts for 99.8% of the mass of our solar system. We find out that we can take one earth and we can put one million earths within the mass of the sun. The sun rotates opposite direction of the earth. Did you know that? Opposite direction of the earth. Why do I share all that? Because it's amazing to me that the Lord said, let there be light, and guess what? All of this takes place. And it took us a, a good 6,000 years of human history just to come up with our theories uh, about what may be taking place there through science and through study. But I will tell you that as we look to the Word of God and we see that Jesus is the S-U-N, the S-O-N of righteousness, what we understand is that not being a typo, but what we understand is that Jesus' light in our solar system should be the greatest light that we have. Amen? In fact, it, should be, it is the only light that we can begin to see and to begin to fathom the greatness of God. What we find out is if we are placed within the light of Jesus, we can be one million times better than we are by ourselves. And we find out, according to the Word of God, that the sun rotates in a different direction than the earth. I want you to know God's ways are not our ways. <laughs> that he, His thoughts are not our thoughts. And if we need to go his direction, if we're going to find out what the truth of the matter may be. Now, I want you to see here today, and it's not something that maybe I considered until I began this study. But we find out that light is something that makes vision possible. Stop just a minute. If there's no light, there's no sight. Anybody ever been to those deep space caverns and they shut the lights out? One and only time I was in one of those things, I, I, they turned the lights out. No even glistening of light, not even a, not even, even a shimmer, no light whatsoever. It was the eeriest thing in the world. And when the light went out, though I have perfect physical sight. I have the ability within my, within my head to, to see things, but I cannot see anything without light. If there is no light, there is no sight. You must have sight, light in order to have sight. You wonder why sinners act like sinners. reason why sinners act like sinners is because they are blind by their sin. Just as I was blind by my sin, I couldn't see the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. I couldn't understand why people would want to go to church, read their Bible, give it an offering. You go out and you work hard for that money. Why do you want to give it away? Why? Because there's a compulsion on the inside of you because the light has come on. And now all of a sudden, I want to be like like him, I'm going to walk in the light as he is in the light so that I can have fellowship with him. But you wonder why people without the light of Jesus Christ keep falling in a ditch over and over and over and over again. Because if there is no light, there is no sight. 
And when there is no light, there is nothing but blindness that comes upon us. And understand, we're living in the world where the enemy wants to put gross darkness upon the land. But it doesn't matter how hard he tries. His darkness will never overcome the light of the Son of Righteousness glowing in the hearts of the children of God. Whenever Israel was coming out of Egypt, before they stepped out of the place, there was gross darkness for three days on the land but there was light in the land of Goshen there was light light as we look at this and give an indication here and I would encourage you moms and dads sons and daughters grandparents get the light of Jesus Christ shining in your life because where there is no vision the people perish where there's no vision there's no light shining Amen? Come on now. A father that runs rampant and he wants what he wants and he doesn't care what, it, what effect it has upon his kids and mom and, mom and dad are just, they need their way and no other way and, and, and sons and daughters that say, I'm going I'm to do it my way and it doesn't matter who it hurts, who it harms, I'm going after what I want out of a situation, then there's no light shining in their heart. They've lost vision, what God has in store. But where there is light... There is vision. Where there is light, there is vision. Folks, as the people of God, as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, our eyes should be fixed upon the everlasting return of a loving Savior who is our light, and he is returning. He's coming back. He's coming back. It may sound like a broken record if you walk into this house, if you listen to this ministry, if you listen to this preaching. You may walk in here and say, I'm tired of hearing that Jesus Christ is coming, but let me tell you, he is coming. He is coming in the clouds of glory. His light will shine upon this earth and every last person will see him. As we look here, what we see is that without the light, there's no sight. But I want you to notice something else. The reason I read it in the NIV, word, that word wings there literally means, it can mean wings or an overshadowing of wings whose healing is in his wings, but it means an edge or the extremity, the far-reaching points, the far-reaching points. The son of righteousness. See, Malachi is writing from an old covenant vision point. But Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, did come. And what did he bring with him? He brought healing in his rays. He brought healing in the rays and the extremities to the far ends of the earth. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. But there's an overwhelming temptation. And Jesus pointed it out, said, men love darkness rather than light, lest their deeds be made known. That's the condemnation. If we're living in condemnation, it's because we have not come under the, the brightness of the glow of the glory of God where he exposes every bit of us and we see who we are in him. We acknowledge the fact that he is truth and truth alone. Let me say to you, truth can only be truth if it's true. When it stops being true, it's no longer truth. It's just untruth. Untruth. 
So in order for truth to be true, it has to be absolutely true. And there's only one absolute truth, and his name is Jesus. But if I'm willing to bring myself under his truth, then I can reap the benefits of absolute truth being true in my own life. And it's not whether or not what I'm telling you is true today, but the problem is is whether you will receive it as truth. There's a world outside this, these walls today. Maybe it's within the walls of your own heart to say that truth is relative to my situation. If truth is relative to your situation, then it's no longer truth. It's not God's truth. If I say, believe that truth changes with time, then it's not true anymore. Truth is only true if it's absolutely truthful. See, the light of God's word is to bring forth truth. And I had to come to the truth that I'm undone, that I am unclean, that I need a resurrected Savior living inside of me, that holiness cannot be produced by my works. It can only be produced by the power of the living God allowing his light to shine in the crevices of the darkness of my soul and my mind. Hear this, truth does not change with culture. It's because culture says it's okay. Well, you've got to tell the truth in love. Yeah, and you've got to tell the truth in love. Why do I discipline my children? They're getting too big to discipline anymore. They discipline me. <laughs> my son shakes me around, my only... My only defense against him is just playing dead. <laughs> Eventually, he'll get tired. He'll get a call from his friend. Let's go play on the Game Boy or whatever it is. Game Boy. <laughs> I'm going to let you work that out, Jacob. <laughs> but see, I can't say that I love my children if I don't correct them. If I don't tell them the truth. When they were little, I didn't let them run out the front door into the street and if they made their way to the street then I had to have enough authority in their life to tell them to get out of the road or you're going to get run over see the sad thing is is culture is telling the church just go ahead and let everybody have their whatever it is that they want and we'll accept that and we'll get their butts in the seat and if you're below six years old don't go home and say butts but let me tell you butts in the seats is not success if there's no transformation in the heart and it's time that the church stay in the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I love you enough to tell you that sin will lead you into a path that is destructive and rebellious. And it will cause harm to you. And I can't say that I love you if I'm unwilling to tell you the truth. Jesus Christ is coming. And he's coming after a holy people who have wholly given themselves to him and have wholly come out. Out of the things of the world and the only way to do that is through the power of his light but see there's gross darkness in the land of Israel at the time that the plagues were being poured out before the lamb was slain but there was light in Goshen 
where the covenant people abide, there will be light. There will be light. And there's healing in his rays, in his extremities, in his wings. There is healing. Let me tell you why sinners act like sinners. The same reason I acted like a drug addict and an alcoholic because I was a drug addict and an alcoholic. The reason I acted like a broken person is because deep down inside the very core of who I was was broken. I was a broken individual and I participated in life as a broken person. But there was one who came whose light shone in my darkness. Oh, they that sat and walked in darkness, there came forth a great light. And when that light shined in my heart, there was a change that took place. God exposed all of my brokenness. He exposed all of my disappointment, all of my regret, all of my worries, all of my fears and he said I embrace you with my love you must step into the light I've called you out of that darkness into my marvelous light so that I may be free men love darkness rather than light let's go a little deeper today Men love darkness rather than light. For what reason? At least their deeds be made known. Now, don't look at your neighbor. Let the Lord look at you. Let the word bring a glaring into your heart today. As a child of God, There are things that the enemy wants you to keep covered up. He wants you to make sure nobody knows where you've been, what you've been through, the hurt that you endured. They're going to think about you differently. They're going to imagine things about you. They're going to label you in some area of your life. But I'm saying to you, as a child of God as a child of God when you come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ those things that the enemy tries to convince you they're keeping you bound telling you that this has a hold on you that you cannot be free and darkness wants to keep you in that place. Don't tell anybody. Don't share with anybody. Don't expose your heart. I'm saying to you that when the son of the living God came, he came as the light into the world. And when he comes as the light into the world, he exposes to us just like was displayed in the songs that we sung and the exhortation before the message is that we are no longer bound by the grave. That the grave, because of Jesus, Jesus Christ's light, that darkness has been removed and sin no longer has a hold on us. We have the authority through Jesus Christ to let go of the thing that we believe keeps us bound. You shall know the truth and it'll set you free. You shall know the truth It'll make you free. Which translation is right? 
Yes. Yes. Have you ever had to kennel an animal for a long time? And you go and you open up that door, that cage, and that animal stays in that cage. He's set free, but he won't come out. But you take a wild animal whose nature is freedom, and you stick them in that cage, you open that cage, they're gone. They're out of there. See, they're not, you're not only set free, you're made free. I don't want to stay in the cage if the door of God is opened. Why? Because I'm no longer a cage participant. I'm not meant for that prison house of pain and suffering, regret and remorse. Not because I'm worthy. Not because I've done anything to deserve. Not because of anything other than the reality is that Jesus Christ came and he shined a light in my prison cell. And now that door is open. And I don't want to stay there because I've been set free. But I'm not only set free, I am made free. Because the one who brings the freedom lives inside of me. How do I know that? Because I I see now because his light shone in my heart and in my life. And now I'm not going to stay there because I'm set free. I'm made free. And so I'm out of that cage. The same is true for you. The same is true for you. Can you fold that for me? Thank you. As we look here to God's word, understand there is power in the light of God's word. Confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. Let me tell you where the enemy wants you to occupy, in secrecy. He wants you to occupy in an area of darkness so that he can continue to torment you about the things you did or the things that done to you. But let me encourage you. There is liberty and healing in, con in the confession. Now, don't cast your pearls before swine. Find somebody you can trust. First off, confess it to the Lord and then confess to others. Then ask the Lord Jesus Christ to enable you. And what you will discover is that God will take the confession out of your mouth. We discover that there is death and life and there is power in this tongue. And as we begin to confess that, the counsel of God's word begins to take root in our heart. And all of a sudden, the things that we're covering up, the things that we're hiding, this beast in the closet is not quite as big as I thought it was. And all of a sudden, it begins to, the monster begins to minimalize because you look at that through the eyesight of the word of God and now you've discovered the power of the light within you. Mm. Mm. There is light in Jesus Christ and there is healing in Christ. But folks, let me say to you, we individually not just as a, as a church, as a corporate body of believers must we do this. But folks, we must accept the absolute truth of God's word. The only way that truth is absolutely true is it must be absolute. We don't go in and... Rewrite the pages. There's different translations, and I would caution you. There are times where translations are not from the, 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 the original writings of the Word of God. I use many times other translations that are a dynamic equivalent just to open, my, open the mind to make sure that I'm seeing this the way I need to see it. But as you look to the Word of God, understand God meant what He said, and He said what He meant. 
And when he said, I'll come the first time, he came. But he also said, I'm coming back the second time. And you can take it to the bank. Jesus Christ will come. He is coming. He is coming. And what we do for him now is such dire importance. I don't have time for the nonsense that I came out of. Nor do I want to live out my days in the bondage of the lies of the enemy. How do I know if I'm living in the bondage of the lies of the enemy? Then I stop looking to Jesus and I start looking to others to give me victory. I start looking at what they're not doing as the reason why I can't live like I need to live. I live, if I'm living according to what others may think about me, and that is the hindrance as to why I will not step out, then I'm living in the bondage of the darkness, and God is shining his light right now into your heart and into your life, and in his wings, in his covering, in his extremities, in his rays, there are healing. Habakkuk said in the, in the brilliance of his, of, his, of his presence that there is in the rays that come forth out of him is the hiding of his power, it's in truth that we find the, the very brilliance of the fact that God has set us free. The truth of God's word. Let me tell you, God's word is absolute. That means that it is infallible. It will not fail. It also means that it is immutable, which means it cannot be changed. And folks, let me say to you, if you start changing God's word, it stops changing you. But if you will accept it and say, Lord, your word is without fail, then it will never cease to fail you. Why do I want to change the perfect book that God has given us so that I can accommodate a crowd, so that I can bring people in and say, oh, look what we have done. If your heart is not being transformed, then I am doing nothing for you. And it's not me anyway. It is the light of the glory of God that shines through us, that changes people. power of the light the power of the light the Bible says that if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship one with another you know the definition of fellowship two fellows in a ship heading to the same port get in the boat with Jesus let him be the captain and he'll give the he will put the wind in your sails he will cause things that you didn't think you could do to be done in you. Why the Lord would call me, I think for the biggest reason the Lord called me to preach is so that you wouldn't have an excuse. I really do. I really, really do. But let me say to you today, the enemy would love to keep you tormented in that closet of darkness, that place that you're afraid to talk about. You know where God's the strongest? In our weakness. When we're the most vulnerable, He is the most mighty. 
when I am at my weakest, he's at his strongest. Because it's not me, but it's him in me. It's him in you. The light, there is no sight without light. The enemy wants to keep us focused on our healing. God, heal me. 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 And if I'm so zeroed in on my emotional healing, I'm not seeing what's around me. I'm, I can't see the harvest that is all around me because my focus is here. But if I would look up and let the truth begin to shine in my life and realize that God sees me for who I am. When I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. And when he died, he died to give me all of him so that he could take all of me. He takes all of me so that he can give me all of him. And now what I couldn't do in myself, I can do in Christ. I couldn't do it in my first Adam, but I can do it in my second Adam. I can do it because the light is shining. And where does the light shine? It shines in the darkness. You are not called to put your lamp under a bushel. You are called to be the light of the world. And where is that light? It's shining out of your heart. You go into a village out in whatever part of the world. And you may not be able to see that house unless the light's on. Let me tell you why they could find the children of Israel in that gross darkness. It's because the light was shining in that place. Amen. Illumination. What is it going to take from you and I? We've got to be brave enough to believe. We've got to be courageous enough to step out. We've got to stop the blame game. We're going to stop hiding in corners. Some of you are burying yourself in your work. Some of you are burying yourself in, in free time and enjoyment. Some of you are burying yourself in the bottom of a glass or in the end of a crack pipe. Some of you are finding yourself in a place where you don't want to be. Because you're ultimately afraid of what's inside of you, not what's outside of you. Some of your ministries are going to explode because God is bringing to light those areas that have kept you bound. But see, if I always have this narrative in my mind, this is for somebody else, then you're not seeing the light. If you always have this narrative in your mind, it's somebody else's fault, then it's ultimately you're not seeing the light. If you have this narrative in your mind, other people are limiting me on what I'm able to do. And ultimately, you're just afraid of the fact that maybe you have failed somewhere and you don't want to admit it. That shame and that pain brings us to a place where we find ourselves in condemnation because darkness is covering us. If I love my secrets more than I love to surrender to God, I'm going to stay in that darkness. But if I come to the place and say, okay, here's the brutal truth. I'm broken. God will have to heal me. And ultimately, I'm surrendered to whatever he wants. And then you will find that that beast in the closet was, wasn't near as big 
as the beast in your imagination. In fact, if you get up and turn the light on, you can look under the bed and the monster is already gone. It's gone. The thing that you feared the most vanished at the light because now you have clear sight. I hope something said today that God anointed, put it in your heart to absolutely destroy all that the enemy is trying to keep you bound. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, how, how horrible you think you are. It does not compare to the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ when he infuses you. Let me tell you what's wrong with the world, and I'm going to close with this. What's wrong with the world is a fallen nature. What is right with the world we live in today? The church living in a new nature. What does this fallen world need? It needs the risen man inside of us.